the lovely state of Louisiana where everything's pretty happy right now other than the basketball team, but frankly, nobody cares about the basketball team, so it's still happy down there, Blake. How you doing? <laughs> You're right, Bill. You know, uh, uh, welcome to uh, LSU's last day of playing basketball this season, Bill. I think a lot of people are kind of a little bit relieved. So, um, But no, spring football starts Thursday. Uh, we'll be out there practice, and so... LSU get some big news yesterday, getting uh, Mer- former Maryland offensive lineman with 28 stars, Mason Lunsford. Um, so, Bill, they're, you know, they're picking up some steam, and a lot of people fired up about, about Thursday and Brian Kelly going into a second season. That and the baseball team is performing about like Everybody thought they're performing like a team that's contending for a national championship. I know we have a ways to go with that, but they're playing like that right now. Very much so. And I think, Bill, the question that everybody had coming into the season was, I think that you knew eventually the bats would start really heating up, which they have been. And I know that they've played some inferior opponents uh, in that. But Bill Butler had a couple of guys that threw 94, 95 miles an hour. They were painting corners. And Dylan Cruz took a, a, a fastball, 94-mile-an-hour fastball the other night, low and outside, right on the corner, right on the edge, and he took it to deep center. Tommy Tanks finally getting his bat rolling, uh, hitting two balls out and right, and now he's getting really hot. So I, I think, Bill, the biggest question was what would the staff look like? You know, there were a lot of question marks around some of the transfer guys like Christian Little and Thatcher Hurd, but Thatcher Hurd's looked really good. Uh, and, and quite honestly, but I think that you can now label Christian Little as your closer of this team, who, with all due respect, so far this season has been absolutely lights out. So they they have a lot of a lot of young guys. They you know they even build. They're they're in a scenario where this rotation is going to have to figure itself out because now you have a guy Nate Ackenhausen from East Oklahoma who will shut down Texas and. Is really shutting down anybody, Bill. They can't. They can't hit off of him. I, I would be surprised if he's got. You know, if teams have seven hits on him and seven appearances. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's just been a really good start of the season. And you know, you got one weekend away until SEC play. So, uh, you know, you just need to you know, fine tune some things before you go into A&M, the A and M week. Blake Rafino with us. Two football. What's the key item or a couple of them for this spring to get done? I think, Bill, whether I agree with Brian Kelly or don't, they have offered many centers out of the portal or interior offensive linemen. We just talked about Mason Lunsford, and I think that's going to be the big key, Bill, now that you've seen Brian Kelly really attack that guard center position. I went back and watched – from the Florida, just highlights of the Florida game from last year all the way on. When you go into a game like Alabama, Bill, the reason LSU really beat Alabama, the truth, is they dominated on the line of scrimmage with young offensive linemen. That game was really, I don't think we're talking enough about from an LSU perspective how dominating they were uh, in that game and in a lot of those games with a lot of those young freshmen. So, Bill, I think the question right now that a lot of people are asking is, did Brian, is Brian Kelly building what Notre Dame was known for in the offensive line with what LSU has struggled at mightily because the state – and look, Bill, I'm one of them, and I will tell you the truth. We just don't produce offensive linemen. 
but you, they've gotten so much deeper and better in uh, uh, in that area. Bill, you're going to have two backups next season that, in a combined, probably has more than 45 to 50 starts that aren't, guys are, aren't going to be starters. So now you sit in a scenario where you've really built quality depth and quality talent at that position. And, Bill, I'm not even mentioning Lance Hurd, the, the number one recruit in the state of Louisiana, who is a bona fide five-star, and I think that ultimately will start next season. So I, I just think that there's a lot of people looking at that position because of how bad it had been in the last couple of seasons. And even though they had some really good moments, but now you sit in a scenario where an offensive line, a lot of people are intrigued by that. But, Bill, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't tell you, uh, Thursday when we go into practice, I'm going to that DB room, right? I, I'm going into that DB room. I want to see what they have there. they got multiple, uh, a couple of players that are obviously qualified guys, a couple of former five-stars that are on the team now. So I, I think lines that you're going to be watching out for. Uh, but I think that those are the two biggest going into here because Brian Kelly announced yesterday through Wilson Alexander of The Advocate uh, and their exclusive interview, which if you're an LSU fan, you need to go read that article. Wilson did fantastic. Um, Brian Kelly said, look, we think Garrett Nussmeyer's, you know, he's really doing some good things, but I don't think that you've seen the progression of Jane Daniels like we've seen so far. So we'll see as, this, as it progresses, Bill, but I think that those are the two biggest storylines. Now, what kind of access are they giving you guys at practice? Well, um, <laughs> if I don't get in trouble again, I think full access. <laughs> uh, but just the same, Bill. I mean, he, you know, to to Brian Kelly's credit, now we didn't we didn't have access during the season to practices and stuff like that. Now we can, you know, interview players and stuff like that uh, on our shows throughout the year. Uh, but he pretty much opens it up. You know, I mean, he, there's not a lot that he wants to hide, really. You know, we've we've been at multiple scrimmages. I think we're going to have all the scrimmages that they'll have this spring. We'll obviously be at the, at the spring game. So pretty, pretty open, um, to say the least. It, it more more on a Nick Saban approach um, from what we are, t- you know, at the time at LSU uh, than we've ever had. Because when Les got here, Bill, he shut it down. You had 10 minutes. You were able to get a couple photos, and then he shut it down. So And, and Ed did the same thing. But Brian Kelly has 1,000% opened it up. Blake Rafino is with us. Blake, based on no conference baseball play, but just perusing college baseball, the SEC, Tom and Myrtle Beach, and, and others have been telling us about how good Wake is. Wake, Wake's a good team. They lost to Coastal Carolina yesterday. But just have you been able to discern where the power is outside of LSU and maybe Florida? Cool. Yeah, I mean, they're calling them rake fours because they hit so so good. They did lose last night. Bill, I'm, I'm a little intrigued by Alabama a little bit. Um, I, I want to see, and, and look, now, they hadn't really played anybody now, um, but they're still undefeated, and Bill, in baseball, it's really hard to do. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued by them. But, I, 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 Bill, I, I think I'm going to go to the West Coast. I think Grand Canyon – is a team that I think I'm, I'm, you know, after I'm done with my show and we're done with uh, post-production meetings and it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and I'm just sitting up doing some stuff, and, and they're always on, though they can really hit the baseball. They, I mean, from a mid-major, they can really hit. But I think the biggest team from an SEC perspective or teams that I've seen 
and, you know, just up close and personal. But I'm really intrigued by Ole Miss again. They, they've had multiple games where they've hit five to six to seven home runs in a game. They're never out of it, ever. Now, they lost to Louisiana Tech, and there was some controversy on some things that happened there. But regardless of that, they really hit the ball. If they can find their rotation, you know, they might be one of the most dangerous teams in the SEC, if not the entire, not in all the baseball. Now, they struggled a little out of the gate in pitching. They had to replace some dudes. But, Bill, when you're talking from a one-through-nine lineup that can mash, Bill, that last game against Maryland, there was a combined, I think, 11 or 12 home runs. Ole Miss had eight of them, right? And so you get into a part where, Bill, when you're throwing, when you're throwing stuff up there and it's going 350 to 400 feet, I, I mean, it's just a really big thing for them. So I'm really intrigued by two teams in the SEC, that being undefeated Alabama and Ole Miss. Are you shocked by but, Tennessee? A little. A little. Bill, when we talk, me and you, and I, you know, the fact that they're not hitting six through nine or five through nine is, a, is really concerning for me. I, I, I kind of took a step back in the sense of I thought that they would ultimately get things rolling, right? But, Bill, you're, you're kind of – I mean, we're into a scenario where you're almost into SEC playing. If you hadn't figured things out against lower-level opponents, then I, I, that's not good. Um, but, Bill, I'm going to just tell you this now. <laughs> they still got dudes. So – it only take it only takes you know you getting hot and getting a couple of a couple of guys to get some confidence because they have the talent. But I am surprised, Bill. I, I will tell you the team that I'm more surprised about, and you mentioned just a minute ago is is Florida. I, I did not think that Florida would look this sharp this early, but they got the Waldrop kid from from uh, Southern Miss that I saw in person multiple times last season. Then they got Caglione who who's probably, you know, probably the best freshman in the country right now uh, with what he's doing at the plate and on the mound. So um, they're in a tough tough division. I mean, I don't see them beating Vandy in Florida and, and, and even maybe LSU in a weekend series. Bill, I think that there's, there's some, there should be a little bit of concern coming out of Tennessee. Blake Rafino checks in with us each and every Wednesday. Blake, tell everybody how they can get your content, your shows, everything. Yep, the SEC show, the college football show. We talk all of college football. Rafino and Joe show, Bill, we're giving away $200. So go to YouTube, subscribe there. AYS Sports, we're always covering LSU. So go there and subscribe as well for your chance to win. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Good stuff, man. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. Good time. There he is, Mr. Blake Rafino, who is carving a name for himself. He's been doing it. He has carved a name for himself. He has done a fantastic job. And I'm glad a few years ago when we got that tip down in Louisiana, and Bill, you need to check this guy out. And I didn't know him, anything about him, never heard of him. And I just happened to be in that mood. I'm going to check this out. I just did, and it was...